It has been a while since I haven't been podcasting. In today's episode, I have five tips for aspiring Scrum Masters who want to increase their level of awesomeness. So don't go anywhere, folks. Stick around because I'll be back right after this one. What's happening, awesome Scrum Masters? Are you ready for another food for thought to improve your Scrum Mastery? The journey towards becoming a Scrum Master is challenging but rewarding. Today's podcast is brought to you by a Scrum.org professional Scrum trainer and a co-active coach with over 15 years experience inspiring and enabling aspiring Scrum Masters like you. So buckle up and get ready. From Brisbane, Australia, here's your host, Joshua Partogi. So good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone, wherever you're currently listening to today's podcast episode. I hope you are enjoying your day so far, folks, wherever you may be right now. We are now on episode 11 and the day today is September 12th, 2021. In today's podcast episode, I want to answer the same question that I got in my three previous professional Scrum Master training. So the question that the participants asked me was, what is the number one thing that every Scrum Master needs to know to succeed and become effective? Well, in today's episode, I'm not only going to give one, but I will give you five tips as aspiring Scrum Masters so that you can succeed and become an effective Scrum Master, not only for your Scrum team, but also for the company that you work for. So here we go with the first tip. I've been mentoring quite many Scrum Masters throughout my career and from my personal observation, the biggest failure that many Scrum Masters made is bringing their bias and their assumptions. My first tip, therefore, for every aspiring Scrum Masters out there is do not bring your bias and do not bring your assumptions when leading the Scrum team and also everyone else at your workplace. Instead, bring a beginner's mind. Have an empty cup because by doing so, you will be more effective as a Scrum Master. I've already talked about the beginner's mind on episode 6 on my podcast. If you haven't listened to it, make sure you check it out, folks. I've seen many Scrum Masters out there try to map out every single thing in Scrum to project management. And when doing that, the Scrum Master is actually setting themselves up for failure. For example, I have seen many Scrum Masters who think they are an agile project manager. They treat the sprint backlog as a fixed scope and a sprint as a mini deadline. Now, this is definitely wrong. And this is one of the root causes why people in a company hate Scrum with passion. I've seen many Scrum Masters who also think that the product owner is a glorified business analyst. They also think that the developers in Scrum only consist of software engineers. So folks, I've already made a video about each of these three Scrum accountabilities on my YouTube channel. If you haven't watched it, go check it out on my YouTube channel. Yes, I do acknowledge that not bringing our own bias is definitely hard. I must confess that I kept on failing on these aspects from time to time. But as I said, you will become a more effective Scrum Master when you do not bring your bias. Keep that in mind, folks. And besides not bringing bias, do not bring your assumptions also. I've seen many Scrum Masters who make assumptions about certain developers in the Scrum team, for example. Some Scrum Masters make assumptions when the developers are not taking up the work by themselves, or when the developers are only seen taking up simple tasks. 
when that happens, they usually assume that the developers are slacking or they usually judge the developers as immature. In Scrum, having this kind of assumption is wrong because Scrum is based on empiricism. As a Scrum master, never ever make assumptions, but instead have a personal conversation with the person and ask questions. I personally think that asking powerful questions is a basic skill that every Scrum master must have. Asking powerful questions is what every skillful coach and facilitator must have. You may think that asking questions is simple, but it's actually an art. It's quite difficult, I must confess, because if the nature of the question that you ask is judgmental, the person being questioned may be offended or may be defensive, and that may result in people not embracing Scrum fully on their own accord. Asking powerful questions takes practice and a skill that is built up over several years. Now, let's move on to the second tip. The second mistake I see that many Scrum Masters make is trying to change other people at the workplace. Many Scrum Masters often get hyped up after attending a Scrum Master training, and after the training, they want to change everyone at their workplace. And their attitude oftentimes forces people at the workplace to use Scrum. And when they see these people are not changing, they assume that people are resistant to change. Now, I'd like to tell you a little secret. People are actually not resistant to change. People are resistant to coercion. People resist when they are forced to do something that they're not willing to do or things that do not inspire them. As a Scrum Master, before you promote change at your workplace, do your homework by changing yourself first. Take notes of all of your existing behaviors that do not align with the Scrum values. Now, as a guideline to help you identify what behaviors you need to have as a Scrum Master, go check out another video that I've made on my YouTube channel titled How to be Agile with the Scrum Values. Become an example, or as I often say to my mentee, become the mirror of agility. When your behavior reflects the Scrum values, people at your workplace will know what agility is just by looking at your own behavior and also the words that you say. Changing yourself and becoming an example is much more effective than just speaking a bunch of rhetorics and forcing people to change. For example, uh, as a small exercise for you, if you flash back when you notice your scrum team didn't complete all of the sprint backlog. What did you do? What words did you say? Did you use judgmental words and blame language? Or did you use that opportunity to promote and encourage learning and continuous improvement? So people will buy in and will be inspired to use Scrum because they see the beauty of Scrum from the behaviors that you demonstrate in the company. When people are driven to use Scrum on their own accord, the Scrum implementation will be much more effective and you do not have to keep on looking over people's shoulder because they have owned the process within the Scrum framework. Now, the third tip. My third tip for every aspiring Scrum Masters out there is to go beyond the Scrum team. Go out there, go influence people at the bigger organization. Go influence people at the management level. Go influence people in finance. 
people in marketing, human resources, procurement, compliance, governance, legal, audit. You have to understand that your scrum team, they do not work in isolation. They are interrelated with others in the company in this big web of organization structure. Many problems that you see occur inside the scrum team may actually be caused by other departments or other people outside of them. The third common mistake I see many scrum masters do is being overly focused on the team and not spending enough time influencing people at the larger organization and people at the management level. I have seen many scrum masters who are seen by their colleagues or by others at their workplace as a team personal secretary or as a junior agile coach. I personally think this is quite concerning because even in Scrum Guide, it says that the Scrum Master has a service at the organization level. Many Scrum Masters often miss the part in Scrum Guide that says Scrum Master also has the responsibility to influence others outside of the Scrum team. So keep in mind, as a Scrum Master, others outside of your Scrum team need to be served too. They also need to be influenced because many problems that you observe in your Scrum team may be affected by them. My fourth tip for every aspiring Scrum Masters out there, focus on making people awesome rather than focusing on using certain tools or prescribing certain rules upon the Scrum team. Many Scrum Masters I have noticed are overly emphasizing rules and prescriptions. I have even seen a Scrum Master who is overly pedantic on how the product backlog should be structured and organized in Jira. Oh my goodness, this person, he spent too much time telling the team on how epic feature and story should be structured and organized in Jira. I personally think this is wrong. This person should spend his time on making people great rather than making Jira structured correctly. Folks, as a Scrum Master, you have to remember, it's not about the tools, it's not about Jira. As a Scrum Master, your main focus is making people great. Scrum as you see on Scrum Guide will emerge at your company organically when they have been empowered to become the best version of themselves. The best process, the best product will emerge from the best people. When they are empowered, great things will happen in the company. So focus on that first and foremost. Focus on building the foundation that is based on Scrum values. As a Scrum Master, keep in mind that it's not about the rules. And in fact, it's not about you. Scrum has always been about making people awesome and become the best version of themselves. My fifth tip to all aspiring Scrum Masters out there, and this tip is related to my second tip, that is upgrade yourself beyond just knowing Scrum and in fact, beyond just knowing all of the agile practices you can find in the market. You can actually bring many things that can be beneficial for your Scrum team and also for the company that you work for by learning anything from outside of Scrum and 
agile community in general. For example, you can learn about through teamwork from team-based sports like rugby or soccer. As I mentioned on one of my videos, a lot of companies out there claim to be using Scrum, but they don't really have a Scrum team. They only have a feature factory where people inside it are siloed and toss work over each other. Scrum teams, as we know, are cross-functional. People with architecture, business analysis, user experience, design, quality assurance, DevOps, product development skills are all collaborating together in the same Scrum team. When we look at the composition of rugby teams or soccer teams, it's actually quite similar to Scrum teams. It's cross-functional. And the most effective Scrum teams I have worked with are the ones who operate like rugby or soccer team. To learn about how soccer teams or rugby teams operate, you may want to start watching rugby or soccer matches, or maybe you want to join your local rugby or soccer teams near you. Besides learning about how effective teams operate from sports teams, learn professional coaching from a coaching school that is accredited by International Coaching Federation or ICF. You will learn a lot about asking powerful questions that I mentioned earlier and other coaching techniques from these schools. I suggest you take an art class also because the knowledge you gain from there can be used for graphic facilitation that will be beneficial for the company when you facilitate group discussion or workshops. I've taken a basic art class and I really love graphic facilitation. These days, you can see that many companies are moving towards making work from home as the norm. I personally think in this kind of environment, the company will profit from having someone who is skilled in visual facilitation. As a Scrum Master, you can fill in that gap. Go take a drama class because the knowledge and skills you gain from a drama class will be beneficial for the company when you facilitate internal remote trainings or workshops, as you will know how to improvise when things go down south. You can also learn how to be more dynamic when facilitating these workshops. Learn music if you can, because you will learn about the importance of having rhythm and consistent cadence. When you look at a sprint in Scrum, it's actually a cadence for the Scrum team. And that's why the sprint duration should always be consistent, because consistency creates rhythm. Daily Scrum is another cadence in Scrum. See, consistency is very important in Scrum. And we can learn about the importance of consistency from learning music. What I'm trying to tell you here is, as a Scrum Master, have a goal to improve your facilitation, coaching, and teaching skills. You can improve these skills and also improve your creativity for facilitating and teaching by attending trainings that are not related to Agile at all, like sports, art, music, and even drama class. And you can improve your coaching skills by attending ICF accredited training. And also, if you're a Scrum Master who works with Scrum teams who develop digital products, and you currently do not have any technical or software engineering skills, I encourage you to learn, at least learn how to write software code or basic programming skills. You do not need to go learn software engineering up to an expert level, but at least pick up the technical skills that you can use for teaching the developers to be more effective in delivering releasable products incrementally. Scrum, as we know, is only a framework. And Scrum by itself is not enough 
to develop awesome products. A lot of developers who currently develop digital products, I notice are still struggling to deliver a releasable increment every single sprint because they do not have the knowledge on applying DevOps practices like emergent architecture or test-driven development. They don't know how to do clean refactoring. And quite often I found that many of these Scrum developers are stuck and not practicing DevOps practices because nobody in their company can demonstrate it to them. Now, as a Scrum Master, we can use this as an opportunity. You as a Scrum Master can fill in this gap be at service for the Scrum team, and don't be afraid to learn technical skills. There are actually a lot of benefits you can bring into the Scrum team when you know their language. And from my personal experience, you will be appreciated even more by your Scrum teams. If you want the Scrum team to have that spirit of continuous learning as promoted by Scrum, then I suggest that you should also show courage in learning something outside of your comfort zone. One of it is technical skills. Now, I also have one bonus tip for every aspiring Scrum Masters out there. And my bonus tip is do not go chasing or collecting Agile certifications. Honestly, I'm really concerned with what I'm seeing in the industry right now. Every day I see people brag on social media about all of the Agile certifications they have collected. My advice to you rather than focusing on collecting all of the Agile certifications available in the market, as a Scrum Master, be different. Focus on improving your facilitation, teaching, and coaching skills. And quite often, you can improve these skills outside of Agile trainings. When you go to an Agile training, have a goal to improve your facilitation and teaching skills. Don't just go to an Agile training and sit there and listen just to absorb the theories from the trainer. Observe how the trainer facilitates and teaches the class. Listen to how the trainer answers questions from the other participants. Look at how the trainer structured and organized the training. Look at all of the creativity that the trainer put into the training. I found many Agile certifications in the market in general it does not validate your teaching, facilitation, and coaching skills. More often, I found that it only tests how good people are in memorizing all of the theories. So that is my bonus tip for all of you aspiring Scrum Masters out there to help you improve your effectiveness as a Scrum Master. All right, that was quite a lot in one episode, folks. Hopefully, today's episode can inspire you, can motivate you to improve your level of awesomeness as a Scrum Master and can improve the level of service you provide to the company you work for and also for the Scrum team you are currently working with. I will talk to you again soon on my next podcast episode or on my next YouTube videos. If you haven't subscribed to my podcast, go ahead, folks, and subscribe now on whatever platform you're currently listening to today's episode, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. And I suppose you have already subscribed to my channel on YouTube. But if you haven't, then don't forget to subscribe to my channel on YouTube. My channel name is Scrum Master in Black. Once again, it's Scrum Master in Black. Have a fantastic week, folks. Remember, keep having the beginner's mind, stay curious, and stay awesome. 
Bye now.